This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time now to catch up with one of our good friends on the awesome morning show and here at ORFM, Dr Denise Quinlan from the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Research joins us on the line now for a korero. Good morning, kia ora. Welcome to the awesome morning show, Denise. Kia ora, Jeff. How are you doing? Well, that's that's a question. If you ask anybody at the moment, how are you doing? That's that's this big can of worms we might as well open up because I, this is what I love talking yeah. about with you. Yeah. Um, how are we doing? And, of course, the, the response to that normally uh, in terms of our social etiquette is to say, oh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Um, but, you know, is it okay to say, actually... I'm not doing all that well at the moment. Yes, completely. And and I think that's where most of us are at the moment. They, you know, if you if you ask most of us honestly, how are you? Say, I'm done. I've I've been I've been coping really well. I'm tired of coping really well. And I think I'm coping really badly right now. You know, um, that is that's a completely legitimate and honest response. Um, and I think we need to talk about, so what, where are we and what's going on? And, and, and this feels like um, it's kind of a transition period in that we're, we've come in, you know, things are changing all the time. You know, I, I saw somewhere in the paper yesterday, they're now saying some, you know, or I don't know whether it's a proposal or it's going to happen, but critical care workers can go to work while they have COVID. Mm. And so we've gone from isolating at home and being bored and well uh, to we don't have to isolate unless we're it's a household member. And, and there's a lot of change. And at the same time as there's a lot of change, we're still trying to do our work as if nothing is happening. And, and COVID's actually here in a much bigger way than it has before. So that's a lot, that's a lot going on, isn't it? It does feel like uh, this, this internal uh, and external uh, battle uh, of, of contradictions, and it has been, as you've suggested, a dramatic change in position. When you think, and it's you know, admittedly a while ago now, a couple of years or more ago now, when uh, we first had news of this pandemic and and the first cases started to be reported it was really uh, we were all drawn to attention uh, very um, immediately and we responded you know as a nation by and large very well and very compliantly with around uh, the regulations that were put in effect um, and here in this part of the world we were still talking about cases which weren't even touching us now as you say we have uh, uh, hundreds per day in our own um, region, uh, t- so more than five and a half thousand just in in uh, in our immediate uh, area yeah, here in Dunedin. And, and there is a very real likelihood when you go to the supermarket or somewhere else that somebody there could infect you. So, so we're kind of we're we're now mask wearing in earnest for a good reason, you know, kind of. It's it's here, so that's quite a different thing, isn't it? And so like, we've had to cope with um, that that shift, that change in um, the government's approach and the health um, authorities' response, and what is required of us. We've had to 
tolerate a lot more. We've had to, I guess, accept more risk around our daily behaviours yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Um, and for for many, that uh, has caused, I guess, um, quite a lot of inner turmoil. Not everybody. There's a lot of people who seem to be able to manage change very well. But these are quite dramatic changes, aren't they? Particularly when we've had the stress of, of, of around a couple of years or more sitting on our shoulders. Yeah. And and then uh, and on top of this, we are all being expected to go about our daily business, and and that just adds. And then on top of this, there is the the normal challenges of life. You're you've got somebody who's away for another reason and you've got to cover for people at work or people are trying to change jobs, move cities, move house, you know, other things that are stressful and normal part of life. And, and you know, somebody's got a hip replacement, whatever, you know, and then these are all in the mix. And, and I think it is, it is really important to remember that this isn't a normal time. This is we're we're in this. Um, it's not even a transition, but we're we're in this difficult time. We are, you know, the thing we've been preparing for and trying to avoid for the last two years is here, and we're now trying to live with it and manage it. We're all still trying to flatten the curve and get through the peak. And the good news is that there is there is kind of light at the end of the tunnel in that we know that once this has gone through, we're going to move to a very different way of being. And I've been looking at what's happening in the UK and Ireland, where I'm from, to to see, you know, when they're opening up and restrictions have been eased almost completely in Ireland and absolutely completely in the UK. So I'm kind of going, okay, if we can hang on for a little longer. But before that, we have to, to know that this is an exhausting time. Most of us, being on alert, being worried about stuff, dealing with people being off sick, not having your normal team, working from home, whatever you're doing, is exhausting. Um, Because all of the normal routines that reduce friction in your life aren't here. You don't know where stuff is. You don't know how you're going to do something. The tech is different if you're working from home. All of those things add up to making us all slightly um, tetchy or absolutely exhausted. So, so, you know, if, if we take the time to acknowledge that our response to what's going on is, is, perfectly reasonable that we're not alone in it um that that's that's one thing and, and i'm sure that's for many very helpful it's really important because what you're doing jeff is actually stopping for a moment and going how am i and this is where we one of the things that we're we're really um want to emphasize for people is emotions are information they are incoming data they are We've got this exquisitely fine-tuned onboard information system, and emotions are information. They're telling us, you know, your emotions are telling you how you're doing. If you feel sad, it's time to stop and go, what's going on? If I'm feeling afraid, what is it I'm afraid of? I, I had... Um, um, 
I was having real feelings of panic last week, of, of anxiety. And I actually kind of went for a walk and went, so what am I really anxious about and overwhelmed about? And it was that I wouldn't get everything I needed to get done for this project that's got a really hard deadline. And, and I just pulled back and went, I'll get enough done. And if I don't get it all done, nobody but me is going to know I really care. And it's not, and, and, and that won't be the end of the world. But, that, but, but once I really acknowledged that I was afraid I wouldn't get everything done, the fear kind of lost some of its power. And I now know what I'm do, dealing with. And I can then go on and make a plan. If we don't acknowledge what we're actually feeling, it keeps being there knocking on the door, looking for attention. Our emotions want our attention. We need to actually pay attention, acknowledge what's going on for us. Why am I overwhelmed? Why am I scared? Why am I sad? Why am I feeling really flat? And then once we, once we deal with it and notice it, it's almost like the, the, the emotions going, okay, job done. It's that they know now they can they can make a plan and do something, and and even just acknowledging our emotions and knowing they won't last forever. You know, emotions um, once attended to, emotions are quite short lived things. For those who are able to take that kind of mental space and take that time to just ask themselves that question is and and. and consider why they might be feeling the way they are and to acknowledge what's going on I'm sure that's very helpful what about for those listeners out there who might feel they need more than that we've got the benefit here of me being able to talk to you and I tell you what I always feel better <laughs> after having a conversation with you on the on the radio and it's it's fantastic that we can share this with our listeners. But what about those people, perhaps particularly those who might you know, be somewhat isolated? Um, what would you suggest about um, how they might take mm. that conversation outside of just themselves? Okay, so I would say a couple of things. One is notice the good things and what, what you can do to make them happen in your day, even the tiny things. You can actually stop for five minutes. You can walk outside and stand in the sun. Yesterday was a beautiful day, and I made myself go outside for half an hour and down to Ross Creek. Um, and I go, oh, that's interesting. I haven't been here for like a month. It's always been here. It's always five minutes away. Um, so notice the good things. Appreciate them. And notice the little things you can do. The other piece is, it's time, this is, and I know I say this all the time, and it's because it's really important. Lower your expectations. Um, what things are you expecting and demanding of yourself? How can you lower your expectations um, and keep on being kind to yourself and other people? Um, sometimes there'll be, there'll be stuff going on for people, and they know that they're going to need a quieter period than this to unpack it and deal with it. But for the moment, not to expect that you're going to be at your most productive, your most cheerful, your most friendly, your most outgoing. And just be a little bit kind to yourself. I really do think at this stage, we all need to make an effort to be our own best friend. And and I know for me, that's around when it gets to the end of the day, rather than going, you haven't got everything done on your list. It's to go, 
and you've done a day's work, you're tired. I think you need a break now. Time to stop for the day. You know, it's little things like that, but being your own friend. Um, and then I would say, Jeff, most of us will have to come into contact with other people at some point. And often the real tension comes in when two tired, stretched humans bump up each, against each other with very little understanding and uh, um, we've all had that, haven't we? Where it's like, nuh, nuh, nuh. And, then, and then the next thing you know, we're having a row. Mm. Or why can't you do that? And we need to acknowledge how other people are doing. If you're exhausted and feeling stretched and tired and I'm exhausted and feeling like you know, someone said to me the other day, oh, you sound really calm. And I said, yeah, that's because I'm really broken and I'm trying not to lose the plot. Um, you know, sometimes there's a calm of just going, well, here we are. I can't do any more. But, but if that's where you and I are, there's a reasonable expectation that a lot of the people we're going to bump into will be doing similarly. So before we actually go, I want five of those, and give me this, and where is, where is it, why is this not ready? How about we check in with each other and say, hi, how are you? How are you doing? You know? Um, and and just, just saying, how are you doing? How are you coping? What are you able for? You know? What, what can I help? How can I lower the load? Gosh, I... There's a whole lot I want to unpack with you. I hope that we can have another conversation further down the track. I just did pick up really early on something that you said around, you know, the, the prospects of a brighter day. Uh, it'd be really interesting to, to unpack with you sometime the, the whole question around hope and what that plays uh, uh, and and maybe even using words like optimism and so forth, uh, you know yeah. how realistic they are at mm. th- this times and how real they are. Um, so perhaps we can talk about that again some yes. other time yes, because yes, yes. there's a lot to go through there. But can I leave you with one question? Yes, there is, there is. I will just say there is always hope, even in the most dire circumstances. There is hope. We've worked with a palliative care pediatrician in the States and the question he asks parents when they've been told their child's illness is terminal is, given where we are and what you've just been told, he says, what are you hoping for now? Even in really bad situations, we can ask ourselves, what are you hoping for now? And it's a beautiful question because it kindles that little tiny flame of hope in us to say, what am I hoping for now? What's one good thing that might be on the horizon or that I might make happen? This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.